Habargani Misfits, this is A Brief Healing, and I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. So, this is the last A Brief Healing of 2018, and it's pretty awesome that you guys have gravitated toward this particular space within the Healing Space Universe the way that you have. It means a lot. The numbers for this show are pretty high. Uh, It was something that I thought was going to be uh, a show that only a few people would check out. You know, it's kind of short. Uh, the the topics usually are geared toward a particular group of people instead of being all overall the way it is with the uh, the main show. But you guys enjoy it. You guys really enjoy it. And that means a lot. Uh, it, it helps having a brief healing because if there are certain topics like today's topic that I'm not able to fit into the main show, I can always bring it over to a brief healing. And that's the beauty of today. I took an opportunity to put out to the Misfit universe that the year of the Phoenix was coming to an end. And I had two questions for people that I wanted them to be able to answer. And if they were able to answer it honestly, then I think that it would be healing not only for themselves, but also for the misfits out there who are listening. And those questions were, what is something that could have destroyed you this year, but you were able to rise beyond it? And what is it that truly made you happy this year? And when I say that the misfit universe came through, not only did they come through, but they came through from all across the world. That really touched me. Initially, it started out like, okay, you know. Because first, there were only like five people who submitted. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, we're going to go off these five people and I can easily fit this into good news. But then people just kept sending and kept sending. And I was like, oh, this is going to have to be a brief healing. (laughs) Because there's no way I can make this a part of the regular episode or this is going to be a jam-packed episode. So here we are. And we have people, again, like I said, from all across the world who wanted to share their journeys. And for each of them, I want to say thank you. They've uh, given permission for me to use their names. So we're going to get into it right now, starting off with Frankie. Frankie shared, I've been working in a toxic environment for almost 11 years. I would have nightmares, anxiety attacks, migraines, you name it, every single day. I was being bullied by a co-worker and she had my supervisor's support. Quiet as it's kept, I wouldn't be shocked if they were sleeping together. I was angry. I was hurt. I was paranoid. I was physically and mentally suffering. The meds that quiet my bipolar symptoms were completely ineffective because of the trauma I was facing at work. I was terrified to take the leap and apply for a new job. I could hear the ancestors in my ears saying, are you crazy, girl? Don't you leave that state job with those good benefits? Listen, it wasn't worth it. Bills needed to be paid. I didn't want to disappoint anyone by leaving that state job with those good benefits. So I stayed and I suffered. One day shit hit the fan and I remember crying and staying late at work to finish my resume and cover letter so I could submit it for another job. That was the last possible day to apply. About two weeks later, after my interviews and thinking I didn't get the job, I got a phone call offering me the position. I was literally shaking. I love my new job. It's sad that I knew I was suffering, but I didn't realize how much I was suffering. I'm still suffering from work-related PTSD. I'm working through it, though. My meds are working again. I'm truly happy with the change I made. 
this year overall was a great year for me. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Frankie, you're awesome. (laughs) You're really, really awesome. And your transparency is beautiful. Again, as I stated at the beginning of this, I know that these testimonials are going to speak to someone. You all having the bravery to share your ups and downs of 2018 are really going to mean something. Okay, so all the way over in Amsterdam, we have Giorgio. He stated, I never feel like anything can destroy me. I don't think in such negatives at all. If I feel like something I can't do is usually because I haven't done my research. But I've never had a time in my life where I felt like I could be destroyed by anything. Good on you, Giorgio. (laughs) But no, seriously, that's awesome. Even for me and all of my positivity and love and light, even I'm not in that place, you know. So that's that's awesome. That's awesome that you exist in a place where you've never even felt like anything could destroy you. That's rare, but that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. And then two, uh, the happiest moment this year was dancing in the park in Brooklyn with friends. We were dancing to a mix of live music and Afro beats. That sounds like that was a lot of fun. <laughs> okay. Back here in the States, here in Atlanta, we have George, who all of you are familiar with from the Black, Queer, and Unapologetic series. He stated, I think one thing for me that could have destroyed me this year was depression. The realest I have felt in a very long time. I'm not sure why this year was so tough for so many in that regard. I overcame it through the love and support of family and friends, my faith, and just putting one foot in front of the other. I'm always happiest around family and friends, but the happiest would be taking acting classes again and rediscovering my love of acting. And for that, I say, awesome-tastic. George and I have had a lot of conversations when it's come to he and his journey when it comes to acting. I came down here already to get into yoga. He came down here already to get into acting, and it was a slow start for both of us. But it's beautiful to be able to look at where we were and where we are now. So that's awesome. Okay, heading over to the islands, we have Kevin. The only reason why I said islands is because I didn't want to be very specific. (laughs) I wasn't sure how much of his information he wanted me to share. So (laughs) I'll I'll leave it at it's outside of the States. Okay, Uh, something that could have destroyed me. This year has been filled with many dark moments. However, this one really scared me because for the first time, I truly did not know whether my relationship with my friend would have survived. Due to a variety of reasons and behaviors on both sides, our relationship had become very toxic. He was very emotionally abusive and I, on the other hand, was non-responsive. So we both contributed to being very toxic to one another. However, I chose to let it continue because I didn't want to lose him. We had both reached a point where something needed to happen. And for me, I had to acknowledge the fact that our relationship was toxic, that I was essentially being this emotional dumpster and that it was weighing me down and breaking my spirit. After I accepted the fact, which took a lot of work, I was able to find my voice, which is another issue I have personally not expressing myself. Once I found my voice, we were able to have one of the most mature conversations we have ever had, and we both expressed our true thoughts and feelings. We aren't completely back to normal, but we are on our way. My happiest moment? 
My happiest moment at present was talking to my dad about things that he had done in the past. His affair and how it affected me emotionally and both of us expressing our feelings to each other and getting back to a level of closeness that we'd had in previous years. Both of these are beautiful, Kevin. In your happiest moment, it's beautiful that you and your father were able to get to a point where you were able to be openly transparent about the past and begin on working and healing where you are in the present. And when it comes to what I believe is your relationship, I'm glad that you all were able to come to a place where you could have a mature conversation. You know, I always talk about being able to see each other, capital S-E-E, and it looks as though you all were truly able to see each other in that moment. From what you stated in the end, it looks like you all are still working towards a better place together. So it's, I think that it's beautiful and it's wonderful that you guys continue to do the work. Okay, this next one is from someone who you all are also familiar with, <laughs> my best friend, my roommate, Kaya. Something that could have destroyed me. During the fall of 2018, I I experienced many levels of racism and favoritism while being employed with an Alabama-based trucking company. I'm currently a CDL, commercial driver's license holder, and I drive 18-wheelers for a living. This type of work is already stressful. They started mistreating me once they realized that I am much more productive. I'm a much more productive worker than they are. This became a problem for me because I expect professionalism in the workplace. I was always taught to not bring your drama to work. I went as far as trying to communicate with certain individuals about why and how it is that they can mistreat a person while working. And I've tried to use informal and formal chains of command to alleviate this issue to no avail. I am not an advocate of being mistreated without any type of resolution. At this point, I felt as though it was in my best interest to resign from employment with this company. I felt defeated by this because at the end of the day, those white guys probably felt as though they had won and they got me and they got to me mentally. Although I partially agreed with this, I didn't let it break my spirit. I realized that I have to keep my head up and not let ignorance take precedence over my ways of thinking about positivity. This was a self lesson of empowerment, strength and wisdom. And for my happiest moment. Although I lost my dad this year, I did not let this break me. I've made peace with it, and I'm a happy person. This has been and will continue to be a process for me. I do have my moments where I feel as though I am not happy, but then I snap out of it and once again realize that I am alive, blessed, and loved. Shortly after dealing with that event in my life, I met a man who changed my outlook on love again, something something that I would have never expected to happen. I felt with my I have dealt with my insecurities and emotions for why I would never want to date another man again, but I overcame that as well because it's a process. In the past I experienced being in a tumultuous relationship filled with infidelities and indiscretions. I thought that I was completely broken in the love department. When I meant the current love of my life, I had that feeling that I was saved by my knight in shining armor. The way we communicate is unfathomable. The way he looks at me is remarkable. It feels so good to be able to communicate with another human being that inspires you to grow and learn with him, and you inspire him to love hard and strong. Teamwork is one of our favorite words that we use. I love this man beyond measure, and this is one of the happiest things that have happened to me, not only this year, but in my life, period. I am blessed, grateful, and happy. 
And what more can you say to that? <laughs> what more can you say to that? Uh, right now, as far as it goes with what it is that could have destroyed him, my best friend is out of the house in the Midwest, work right now working on a whole new job. He's lifted from where he was with the old job and making his way back to something much happier. And I'm proud of him. He got on that plane and he flew to a new chapter. And I can't wait until he returns to tell me all about it. I think that it's going to be a very cool journey for him. And I'm so happy to see where he is in love. I think that that's beautiful. If you guys remember at the very beginning of this year, and it, it just dawned on me, so I'm glad that I can say this. At the beginning of this year, his very first time being on the healing space, Kaya stated when I asked him what was his reason for moving to Atlanta, his number one answer was for love. And to see where he is at the end of the year, I'm happy for him. A relationship is what was most paramount. And he was able to get that. And I'm I'm happy. So someone else who has been on the show who goes by the name of DVZ, <laughs> the awesome tastic ass cook that she is, she also shared and she stated what could have destroyed her was heartbreak. Real talk, she says. <laughs> She's still working on it. But yeah. And happiest. Happiest, I think, was just being able to see my baby, French Co- the French Toast Connection ATL, grow and knowing that this idea that I had is viable, needed, and appreciated. Donvenia, she showed her ass off this year. I'll put it out there. She really did in the best and most beautiful way possible. She hustled. She really hustled to make sure that everyone knew about French Toast Connection ATL. And it was so wonderful as a friend to be able to see her put it all out there. The good, the bad, the ugly, she hustled. And to see her still rising is beautiful. So many of my friends this year experienced a lot of really down moments, some real darkness, and they were still able to come back. And not only that, but so many people have showed up for all of us in different ways. It's just beautiful to witness. I'm very, very proud of her. Next, we have Janice. Janice stated, something that could have destroyed me, grief. I can't say I overcame it, but it didn't destroy me. Not sure why it was so intense this year as opposed to the years when my parents actually passed. My dad passed January 2014, my mom April 2016. I think I was on autopilot in 2016. Then 2017 was a blur. This year, the reality of them really being gone has hit me. I'm not going to lay down and cry. I'm not the, I'm not the lay down and cry kind of person, but this year was super dark. Meditation, reevaluating friendships and priorities, and really sitting with what I was feeling helped me move through it with more hope and positivity. Her happiest moment of 2018 was definitely watching her son blossom into a more confident kid. Better grades, willing to try new things, and great reports from his teachers. He is definitely her joy. Shout out to Alex, <laughs> who I call my nephew. Uh, thank you so much for contributing to, to this, Janice. You know, my love and my light goes out to you. Scorpio power all day long. I love you. Rob shared what could have destroyed him was his job and career dissatisfaction. 
his happiest moment, getting a job promotion and watching his niece play in a basketball tournament. Thank you so much for contributing, Rob. That's awesome. Nicole shared, losing income from having a sudden child withdrawal is what could have destroyed her. And her happiest moment, praying for a new home and watching it manifest right before her eyes. Thank you so much for sharing that, Nicole. Next, we have Sharita, who you guys were able to hear this year on the episode dealing with bipolar. She had her own episode to talk about bipolar disorder. And she shared what could have destroyed her. What could have harmed her was giving away too much power to another person, i.e. leaning too heavily on a fellow human for support. Then she stated her happiest moment, publication of my memoir, Defying the Verdict, My My Bipolar Life because I feel God tasked me to share this story, and I completed the assignment. I have to state that it has been a blessing having Sharita come into my life this year. We were connected via a mutual friend named Adam, who I call Pops. He saw me posting about asking if anyone was willing to come forward to tell their story about battling bipolar disorder. And he inboxed me and informed me that Miss Sharita existed. And Miss Sharita and I communicated and hit it off from the jump. Like our first time talking on the phone, we talked for like maybe two hours or something. It was amazing. <laughs> so I'm I'm inspired by her. Um, I look up to her, and I hope to finally be able to publish my own freaking book <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Stop being published in other people's books and go and do my own. Uh, I am inspired by you, Miss Sharita. Thank you for sharing your sh- your story and your journey. Okay, Sean, who I have to make sure everyone understands, is one of our number one sponsors for Libation. You guys always see them on THS Live. We're getting our drink on with their adult beverages. Uh, Sean is another Scorpio who I love to light. I know I'm supposed to say this stuff afterward, but <laughs> I just I'm I'm really really proud to know him. And he stated, being unemployed for 351 of the 365 days of the year was rough. Rough is truly an understatement. Not blasting my stresses and anxiety online was actually hard too. Moving beyond my own pride and asking for help until I started working was the hardest. Anxiety, depression, and suicide all visited my mind way too often in 2018. His happiest moment. I didn't give up, even when I felt like most of those closest to me counted me out, like I was lazy and not trying. I found strength, happiness, and faith within myself. I got closer to new people I never thought that I would have before. This year tried to take me out. I'm nearly in tears typing this because I got past it and ended up in a perfect position financially, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Hashtag ready for 2019. Hashtag bring it on. And this is what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) I almost got emotional reading that because I understand, you know, I understand what that feels like to feel like people are counting you out or that you're counting yourself out, that you don't have the faith to truly make it through. And when it really, really gets dark, I mean, dark and to be able to find yourself coming out of it. It's powerful. Then we have Mike. Mike shared, this year I overcame the most severe depression I've ever experienced. The depression pushed me into making unsafe choices trying to overcome the loneliness I was feeling that caused me to spiral further into depression. 
If I kept on that path without seeking help, I would have lost my job, home, and possibly friends. My happiest moment is actually happening at this moment. It's been two years since I've been home to California for Christmas. So being here and being able to see my entire family warms my heart and spirit. And I want to say this. Mike is one of the most genuinely beautiful spirits I've ever met. He will literally bend over backwards if he truly loves you. To be completely honest, not even if he truly loves you. (laughs) He, He put me up when I had nowhere to go here in Atlanta at the end of last year, the beginning of this year. He took me in. He and I hardly knew one another. I mean hardly. He couldn't have told you my last name. But he took me in. And I was able to stay with him. And it meant so much. And we built a bond in the time that I was living with him and we got to know each other more. And he does that for everyone. He is so unbelievably selfless. And I, I knew the journey that he was going through internally. He shared that with me. And to see where he is at the end of the year, for he and so many others, is just so beautiful to witness. Mike is amazing. Next, we have Rashad. I thought my divorce would make me crumble, but it made me a stronger person. Emphasis on person and not just a stronger man. I had to go through hell to realize happiness is within me. And my happiest moment, that would be getting joint custody of my children. Now, Rashad, though you and I have never met in person and we are only friends online, I can say this. You look to be an absolutely amazing father to your two sons. And from the energy that I get from what I see online, you seem to be an absolutely beautiful and genuine spirit. Thank you so much for sharing. Next up, we have Sandiva. I was a victim of unfortunate circumstance that at the onset seemed nearly harmless. Ten days later, I was shaken to the core on all levels, physical, mental, spiritual, financial, and emotional. However, my happiest moment was today talking with my acupuncturist about how far I've come physically and finding gratitude in the lessons I've learned about myself and others. Successfully redefining myself, my needs, and my goals based on the person that I had to become in order to make it through this year and this process of healing. And then we end with Ron. (laughs) So this is Kennedy. And a lot of you are familiar with Kennedy, not only from Black Queer and Unapologetic, but also from THS Live as well. And Kennedy shared, something that could have destroyed me this year was my anxiety with money. The idea that even if I didn't have it, I had to make the impossible happen and stress myself out about it. Now, I've learned that if you don't have it, that's okay. That's with anything. Don't stretch yourself too thin just to make ends meet. Things will be taken care of in time, not by rushing it. My happiest moment would be spending time with my family. I've been blessed to do so this entire year, and I'll do my best next year to do the same. The highlight has been seeing my mom get married and be happy. Kennedy is awesome. Kennedy shows up and shows out anytime he can. I appreciate his support, not only when it comes to the healing space, but also just being a friend. Uh, When I lost my sister, and I believe my grandmother as well, he was one of the main people who was making sure that he checked up on me. And I tell people that I'm not one of those, I'm not really, really deeply emotional when death happens. Uh, I process it internally a whole lot. So I don't really like for people to be around me, wanting to hug and all that kind of stuff. It makes me really uncomfortable. 
So what he did meant a lot because it was just checking in. Are you okay? Do you need anything? And so I appreciate the people in my life like that because that's all I need. Sometimes you just need to know people care. And he did that. And so, yeah, love and light to Kennedy and seeing where he is now as opposed to where he was. There was an overall theme, if you guys noticed, as you were listening to some of the stories and testimonials that people were sharing. Anxiety and depression was really, really heavy this year. And, you know, I did an episode a couple of weeks ago on seasonal depression, but it wasn't really a, sneeze, a seasonal thing. It's all year long, you know, like in and we, we talked about what seasonal depression looks like in the warmer months as well. But it was just a battle, a battle for many of us. And to see where we were, to see where we are is amazing. It's amazing. If you want to hear about my story, you can go back and listen to Tuesday's episode on the first day of Kwanzaa, where I share what my Phoenix journey has been like this year. And I go into detail about what could have destroyed me, where I was in the ashes, and where I am now, and how I'm soaring in a much happier place. Take an opportunity to listen to that, as well as me talking about certain things when it comes to the culture of pop. You get two episodes this week as we close out the year. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to A Brief Healing. I hope that the testimonials that you heard were able to heal or at least begin a dialogue within that could lead you to possibly healing or having conversations with others to begin that healing process. We have to show up for one another, but most importantly, we must always show up for ourselves. Thank you for being on this journey with me in 2018. I love each and every one of you and can't wait for us to rise even higher in the new year. Take care of yourself. And until next time, namaste.